0: Welcome to Sacred CEO, the podcast where visionary women learn to be bold with their voice and become the sacred six and seven figure CEOs of their businesses and lives. I'm your host, Dr. Claudia, former Ivy League trained professor turned business coach for women with a big message and a big story to share and whose ideas don't fit neatly into a box and maybe even challenge the status quo. My mission is to teach women how to find and unleash their voice, share it unapologetically and make money while building real wealth. You'll hear solo episodes and interviews on topics such as business, spirituality and relationships. We'll talk about all the things that women are not supposed to talk about, such as unapologetic self-expression, confidence and magnetism, money, wealth and power, so that we can explore what it truly means to be a woman with a voice today. Let's dive in, because it's time to get unleashed. Loves, I'm so excited to welcome my soul sister, Jennifer Dant-Brown, to the Sacred CEO Podcast. On the surface, Jennifer is just a quote-unquote regular health and life coach. But what she actually is, is a diet industry disruptor. She's also the host of a wildly popular podcast, and the creator of the groundbreaking weight loss process called Stop Dieting Forever. And if you can think of a better name, let me know. She's freeing women all over the world from their dependency on diets so that they can lose weight for the last time in their life, stop struggling with their body image, and become their best selves. And I don't know about you, but I don't know any woman who has at least worried about her weight and her physical appearance over the course of decades. I certainly have and I share more about my journey in the podcast. You can find out more about Jennifer's groundbreaking work on her podcast, Stop Dieting Forever. And you can also follow her on Instagram and sign up for her amazing free weekly newsletter, Food Freedom to help women break up with dieting once and for all. To learn more about working with Jennifer, she has both a one-on-one and a group program. And you can sign up for a discovery call, which will be linked in the show notes, along with all the other links. Hi, Jennifer. I'm so happy to have you here on the Sacred CEO podcast. I was literally, it's nighttime here in Italy, and I was giddy all day. And I couldn't wait for this interview. And I'm glad we kind of like posted each other on Instagram as
1: well. And I couldn't, literally couldn't wait. So welcome. Thank you so much. I think maybe we were vibing at the same level because I was excited too. I was listening to one of your podcast episodes this morning. And I was like, I can't wait to have this conversation with Claudia. And then I looked on Instagram and you were talking about the podcast interviews. And I was like, yep. I'm yeah. ready grateful to be in the lineup so thank you so much for the invitation oh my god you're so welcome and I can't wait to dive into all the
0: juicy topics with you so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do so in my the way I perceive you you're an amazing woman, and you're super embodied in the message that you teach. And that's also what drew me to you and what made us probably vibrate at the same level where it's not just you teaching, you know, something, some random subject that you maybe have an intellectual knowledge about, you're embodying your brand
1: and your message. Mm -hmm. Thanks. So I'm a coach. I am a certified health, life, and weight loss coach, and I help women get off of the weight loss struggle bus and teach them how to stop dieting so they can lose weight for the last time. This is my mission on this planet. And it just simply became because I had my own issues with weight. Um, Once I got to college, I gained the freshman 15 and it just kept gaining throughout college and graduate school. And I just found myself on this ridiculous yo-yo dieting cycle just for years, decades actually always losing weight, gaining it right back. So I was like always starting a diet, quitting a diet, or like looking for the next one. And it was just so frustrating. And looking back, that cycle of dieting and not feeling comfortable with who I am and not feeling comfortable with my body was just a lot of programming, a lot of messaging that we all received growing up. Uh, I'm a child of the 70s and the 80s and, you know, skinny was best and I wasn't skinny. And so all of that um, pain that I went through with just trying to control my weight was just really an outward manifestation of like everything that just wasn't working in my life at the time. And my confidence and my how I showed up in the world. And I was not taking up a lot of space, Claudia. I was like playing very, very small, but that was my journey to get to where I am now. So I'm so passionate about helping women. Now, women come to me because they want to lose weight, because that's, you know, we're, we're, we are programmed to believe we need to be a certain size to be great. And what I teach in my program, what I teach my client, my private clients is that you can be great now and we can lose the weight. So yep. my approach is not to diet. My approach is. Well, we can talk about that later, but yep. my approach is different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. And thank you
0: for doing this work and for being your first student and for going through this so that you can change so many women's lives. Because I'm happy to share more of my story as well around weight and eating. Um, But I don't know a woman who doesn't struggle with her body, physical appearance, the number on the scale. So the work that you do, it's so important. And I was going through your Instagram and I saw this tagline, which is stop dieting, which I knew, but then it was like, stop dieting, start eating. Mm -hmm. And I love, love, love that because I'm very into it. I'm getting chills now. I'm very in tune with life force. So when I feel like that life affirming message,
1: it's like, yes, women need to eat. 100%. And it's so fascinating when I teach my clients how they can give themselves permission to eat the foods that they want to eat. They just naturally end up wanting less. Yes. And then when they do eat the food that they really want, they're craving the foods that they thought were quote unquote bad. It's so much more enjoyable. Like that's when you find the pleasure in eating. When you just give yourself permission to have the piece of pizza to have the glass of wine, to, you know, have the piece of cake. Now I talk about eating very high quality food because that tastes so much better. And I know you're in Italy now. And I remember when I visited Italy, I was like, OMG, the food here is amazing. It's just a different quality because it's much cleaner. (laughs) It's produced differently. But that is pleasurable eating. I had gelato every single day pleasurable eating. Yes. Is difference. I love that pleasurable
0: eating because food really, I mean, of course, we're eating for, you know, survival, but also like, it's pleasure. Like I never
1: want to not experience <laughs> pleasure while I eat. Me too. And that's why I like, I am so adamant about not dieting because diets will always tell you what you cannot eat. Yes. There's always like, do not eat this. And I don't care what diet it is. There's always going to be a don't eat list. And I don't want to limit myself unless I have like a deathly allergy or something. Like I want to be able to experience all foods, all flavors and really savor and enjoy it. And then you just naturally feel satisfied when you approach food in that way.
0: Yeah. And that probably has an effect also on weight gain and weight loss mm-hmm. because the body is in a more relaxed state. That definitely happens to me where like some, if I am relaxed and in full approval of myself, I literally can eat a lot and not gain weight and it's mind blowing. And I don't Isn't believe it. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Have you experienced that? With your oh, people? Totally, totally. I mean, when I was in Italy, I literally <laughs> ate myself through Italy. We were in Florence. And I had all of it, the pasta, the pizza, the gelato, the wine, and it was amazing. Every bite was delicious. I came home. I was the exact same weight. Yes.
0: Yes. No (laughs) one gains
1: weight in Italy.
0: (laughs) And if anything, we lose weight. Isn't that? Yeah, it's crazy. It's so fun, though. So you started getting into it that you have a unique methodology that you devised and you used with your clients So you want to tell us a little bit more about it yeah
1: it's based on what I call the food framework and you can lose weight simply by looking at these four things in your life feelings objections obstacles and decisions Weight loss is nothing but a series of decisions. You're constantly making decisions about what to eat, what not to eat, when to eat, when to stop eating, when to start, like you're constantly making decisions. So when you can become very, very good at making decisions about food that aren't based on your feelings, right? Your emotional feelings and not driven by sadness or boredom or excitement. When you can make food decisions that, um, are not driven by an objection. Like, you know, I can't get on Instagram because nobody's going to want to like pay attention to me. I don't want to share my story because I don't want to be vulnerable. Those are all objections that our brain gives, gives us, I call it the bratty brain. Hmm. We don't want to make decisions because we're feeling that way because of those objections. And then just regular obstacles that happen in life. Like you have a family event, it's a holiday, you're going on vacation, learning how to make decisions on when, whenever those those um potential those everyday obstacles come up, that's when you begin to lose the weight without a diet and without the drama. Yeah,
0: so good. So what do you think, you know, for women, food and feelings are so
1: intertwined. Mm-hmm. Yes. Food and feelings are completely intertwined. And one of the things that I teach right off the bat is there are five different types of hunger. Hmm. Four of them are driven by emotions. (laughs) Hmm. And one of them is actually physical hunger, but lots of times we don't know the difference between the five. So there is visual hunger. You see food and you're hungry. There's mouth hunger. You're just like, oh, I just need something different. Like I need to change the flavor. I need a certain texture. And you start like looking for something to like change the taste in your mouth. Usually happens to us when, you know, you have like a savory dinner and all of a sudden you're like, I need something sweet. I need some dessert. Um, There is limbic hunger. So this is when there's like this scarcity mentality happening of like, oh, I got to eat now because I don't know if I'm going to have access to food in the next hour, like I'm getting ready to go out or something. So we eat when we're not hungry, because we're afraid we're not going to be able to eat later. Because, you know, we all think that being hungry is an emergency. (laughs) And it really isn't. And so the last one is clock hunger. And clock hunger is just when you're eating by the clock, you're like, Oh, it's 12 o'clock, it's time for lunch. Oh, it's three o'clock, it's time for my afternoon snack, you're just eating by habit, and you're not paying attention to your true body's physical signals
0: that's so interesting and then there's this extra layer of like projecting what we're feeling in the moment I definitely Mm -hmm. do this even now that you know I have a somewhat healthy relationship with food and my body but like if I'm not careful definitely when I'm bored I could go for that piece of chocolate or I don't feel I don't have like the Bridget Jones moments anymore (laughs) so much like (laughs) I've definitely had the moments where I'm like sitting on the couch watching romantic comedies you know eating a pint of ice cream
1: yeah and I get the urges too I get the 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 urge to like go get something to eat but I'm so in tune with my brain and my body now I'm just like hold on what is this like what's happening right now Mm -hmm. and usually I tell my clients like if you ever have like that like immediate oh I gotta go get something to eat right now like that urge to go eat 99.9% of the time it's driven by an emotion yeah physical hunger is like it comes in like a wave it rolls out gently and then it comes back in if you let it sit for a while like it's very um unassuming hunger like true physical hunger but that immediate urge to want to go get something to eat is usually driven by an emotion
0: Mm, yeah and i bet like when your clients come into your programs it's truly transformational for them to learn all these paradigms and frameworks but also like to to go through the literal transformation
1: yeah because one of the things that we do in the first week is like we look at their thoughts their patterns right Their habits, and we tie the action right back to a thought, and it's usually I call it a sneaky self-sabotaging thought. Like we don't even we're on autopilot. We don't even consciously know that we're having this thought of like, oh, on the on the couch in the evening, it's like, oh, let me sit down. We're watching TV. Oh, I think I want some ice cream. It's just a habit because you're on the couch. You're watching a certain type of show. You related this activity to eating you don't hear the thought of like oh I need to go get some ice cream because it's on autopilot yeah so I have an activity where I help my clients break those thoughts down and relate them to their actions so they just become aware of like oh wow I didn't realize that that's what was happening
0: it's It's super
1: powerful yeah
0: once you unpack all these layers you literally lose weight Mm -hmm. you could change nothing else but like your body comp and you know, your appearance changes because all of a sudden you feel better
1: and you're more- Your mind- mindset changes. Yeah. yeah. Your mindset changes and then your body just follows right behind.
0: Mm-hmm. And what are your thoughts on, I don't know if this is a super annoying question, but your thoughts on like all the diet trends that are going on right now, like intermittent fasting or keto, you know, what are, what's your take on that? So, because it's so easy to get swayed in yeah. one direction or another, especially for women, I feel.
1: Yeah. So I never want someone to feel badly because they're on a diet or they're trying to lose weight for a diet because, hell, that was my life for two decades, essentially. I was always looking for the next diet. Um, my thought on though, any diet that tells you that you can't eat something is always going to backfire eventually. And there, I know there are people who like live the keto lifestyle and all the things, but I'm like, is that the way that you want to live the rest of your life? Are you never going to have birthday cake again? Like that's just so sad (laughs) to me. (laughs) Are you never going to have like a piece of brioche bread again? Like that's just, doesn't make any sense to me. So But if that's the lifestyle that someone chooses, go for it. But if you're trying to follow that and you're struggling, I just want you to know that there is a different way to approach eating. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So good. Also, because a lot of these trends and there's some scientific trends. Of course, I'm not an expert on intermittent fasting or keto. But from what I can tell, the people who talk about it, they're high level. They've done the research, but they're geared towards men. So yeah. often we're taking on advice that really doesn't take into account female hormones, our cycle, our cycles, mm-hmm. and all those things. So, and it's something that I've learned, you know, with trial and error and experience, we need to be careful, not, mm-hmm. not do it, but if it feels aligned, but just be very careful.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, especially about the hormones because I'm <laughs> approaching 50. And so <laughs> hormones are doing some interesting things right now. The way that I teach weight loss, the way that I've learned to lose weight, it doesn't matter what phase of life you're in. It's always going to be the same mindset. Go back to the food framework, like feelings, objections, obstacles, decisions. It's going to be the same thing, no matter whether you're in your 30s or 40s or 50s. I have clients who are, my oldest client is like 75, same process as my 30-year-old client. Yeah. And as your body changes and as you're noticing these things, you have the the mental and emotional capacity to not freak out, Yeah, but just to get curious of like, oh, it's so fascinating. Like I used to be able to eat this and my weight would be the same and now I eat it and there's much of a difference. That's just what I call, we're collecting the data yeah. and we're making decisions based off of the data that you have at, with this particular time in your life.
0: Yeah, so good because, and I speak from experience, sometimes you see like one pound, one extra pound on this scale and you're like, oh my God, what has happened? My (laughs) life is over, right? Mm -hmm. And we just need to disrupt all of that. And I just shared this, I was at a retreat in Tuscany last week and the food was amazing and it was catered. So we had chefs. And of course you're not gonna turn down. food that's brought out for you no matter how much it is the first night we had a huge plate of pasta and then we had like chicken and salad it was like just so much and we didn't realize that it was going to be so much but it was so healing to be with a group of high level powerful women who just ate a lot without worrying about dieting
1: those are my my people (laughs)
0: Yes. And I was like, I am home. So I totally get that. It was like, it was so disruptive because we don't see that a lot.
1: Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. Oh, I have been <laughs> noodling over this idea of having what I call the fun meal and yes. getting women together at a really nice restaurant. Cause you know, Philly has like some of the best restaurants yes. and the best chefs and just in teaching them how to enjoy a high quality meal wine all the things and not freak out and like how to approach a dinner yes, like that's this a great idea changing the mindset yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I literally have been thinking about this for weeks and weeks. oh my god
0: that's the thing that you need to do <laughs> I know <laughs> you have to keep me posted and tell me when you're doing it okay I will yeah, I will. yeah it, it was so healing oh, I had already reached that level where I'm like I was like whatever happens I'm going to eat you know no one is going to stop stop me from that but I I became very aware that I was at a table with fucking hot women health conscious you know multi six figure and seven figure CEOs and we were just eating a fuck ton and fully taking it in and talking about food also <laughs> you know what we were going <laughs> to eat the next day or this restaurant or that other restaurant and it was I felt I was in a different dimension. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. Yeah, so good. You you absolutely have to do it. And while you were speaking, I don't know if you're familiar with this book. Uh, it's by Naomi Wolf, The Beauty Myth.
1: Mm-mm. Yep. So it it's a great
0: book. Um, And there's this very powerful quote that says that an obsession with... And it talks about our society, you know, like Western society. And it says that an obsession with female thinness is an obsession with female control. So mm. the push that we get from the media to be
1: small mm. is to keep us really quiet
0: and small. And not.
1: Fascinating. Take I was in that paradigm for a very long time. And the bigger I was, the more uncomfortable I was, because I felt like I was taking up space and people were noticing me for the wrong reasons. And so my whole goal was, I got to get smaller. I got to get smaller. I got to get smaller. It's not the way to live. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I can 100% relate. That was also my story. And it's actually a fear of taking up space because it is, you know, for us growing up as women, in many cases, it was unsafe to be more mm-hmm. visible. And then you do all the the work,
1: and then you get to the other side. I mean, becoming a coach and like that was the that was the the, yeah. the impetus for doing the work, yeah, and becoming visible because I came from corporate. I know you came from education, I came from corporate and I played very small, Yeah, which is one of the reasons why I had, I, I had to leave. Um, but when I became a coach, it's like, oh, I have this big idea, this big passion, this big heart to help so many people, but nobody's gonna know about it if I don't like let myself shine and talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to unpack all the reasons why I was scared to death. To talk
0: about what I did, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about uh, while you were going through these struggles with weight and your body, and then you became a coach. So tell us a little bit more about your business journey and how you really turned your experience, which I think it, it's so amazing, into a movement and a very successful
1: business. Yeah, I didn't set out to become a coach or start a business as a coach. I was trying to lose weight, and I found this woman on the on, a, on the internet and on her website, she's like, if you've tried everything to lose weight, you haven't tried this. And I was like, oh, honey, I've tried everything, but I'm willing to give you a try because I don't know you. And you're talking about some different things. She was a health coach. And that was my first introduction to coaching, the coaching industry, health coaching. I didn't, I knew none of it. And so I took her six week program and that was my first introduction into how your life impacts your weight and like the mind-body connection. And I was blown away because I was a chronic dieter. Um, And so I needed to learn more. And I went and enrolled in the same school that she got certified and I became a certified health coach. And so that was my journey. But in health coaching school, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, they also teach you how to start a business as a coach. And I've always been one to, you know, help people. And I had like an event planning company business at one point. And, you know, I was doing all these other things. And, um, but I was still working in corporate. And I remember I started to lose weight and I had someone come that I knew and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm a coach. I can help you. And so I started coaching her for like $65 a session, <laughs> like, like twice a month. <laughs> um, and so that's how my coaching career started. And that was, gosh, that was 2014. And I was just a part-time coach on the side. I was still working corporate. I was a management consultant. I was traveling all over the world. And I really wanted to leave my job because I started to love coaching so much. And I started to love the transformation that I was helping with my clients. But financially, I was like, I don't know, I'm making all this money over here in corporate America, even though I wanted to leave (laughs) all of the rules and regulations and things I had to deal with. Um, But could I be a full-time coach? Like, I didn't have that belief in myself. And so, you know, the universe is funny. COVID happens. Mm -hmm. and at that point, I had been, I had my own coach, and so I was being coached on leaving my job, and I kept Mm -hmm. hemming and hawing, and I kept saying, no, I'm gonna, like, after this project is done, and they would ask me to stay a little bit longer, and I'm like, okay, after this one is done, and I kept pushing the deadline back, and then COVID happened in 2020, and they were like, oh, we no longer need your services because you can't travel, and, and so I remember that was, like, in March, and on April 1st, I was like, well, I guess I'm a full-time coach. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> it's, how the universe makes it happen for you. It makes it happen just like that and pushed me out of the nest. And that's when I became a coach, full-time coach. And that's when I just went all in on my business. Because again, remembering back during the pandemic, like there wasn't anything else to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was helping women not gain the pandemic pounds. I yeah. had a group program, I was I had a one-on-one clients, like I was doing my thing. And I made six figures that year. And it was so interesting because from January to March, I think I had made like 25k mm-hmm. part-time coaching. And then yeah. from April to December, I ended up the year at like 110, which was my first six-figure yeah. year as a you know That's full-time coach. Yeah. It was a huge deal. And I just remember being so excited and just like, I get to do what I love without making money. But I had to like come out yeah, and really put myself out there. And yeah. so that was me learning how to create safety, like for myself and being okay with being uncomfortable mm-hmm.
0: so good I have a similar story and I also my first coaching clients I charged them I think it was $25 for two hours you know oh, it was only two hours and they paid me $25 <laughs> and I still have that check and oh wow.
1: and they wrote you a check a paper check, a check. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we met at a coffee shop pre-covid and that was a check I think I'm gonna I think I have it in in philly or arizona i'm gonna frame it or something so i always yeah. tell people you know like it doesn't matter how small you start you can go big yeah. you just do it's so much of doing the work of coming out of your shell and being willing mm-hmm.
1: to be seen and just pushing yourself right Of just you know deciding all right I'm, I'm ready for the next level yeah but the next level is going to cause you to like some growth has to happen yeah. so you yeah. have to be ready for
0: it yeah. Yes, absolutely. When did you realize that what you built, apart from being a coaching business, was something bigger than you? You had built and started a movement around helping women to stop dieting and start
1: loving themselves, no matter what. Um, I don't know. I don't remember like a specific moment where I was like, "Oh, this is this is this is this could be big." Um, but I have these like moments. Mm-hmm. Like, throughout the day, throughout my week, of just the enormity of this movement. Yeah. And especially when I go out and I interact with people and I see people and they're, for some reason, people start talking to me, they always want to talk about their weight. (laughs) I wonder. It's so surprising. I I know, right? They're like, "Girl, I'm great, but I need to lose ten pounds." They always feel like, you know, they need to like tell me all their food sins. And I'm just like, okay, I can help you. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be hard. So when I visually see the like what the world needs, and I visually see people out in the world, I'm like, oh, I can help her. I can help her. I can help her. Sometimes that feels like it feels like a lot it's a lot yeah it feels like a lot and then I find myself going into the shell right like you shut down or I find myself like doing busy work and that's when I'm like okay Jennifer like come on like we we know what's happening right now like people need to they don't care that you don't have on lipstick yeah say something on Instagram, right? They don't care that you have typos in your email, like you have a message, like go write the go write the damn email. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you kind of tell myself, you
0: know, that's so good that you shared that because I talk with clients sometimes and they're like, Oh, you know, my human design is so and so and so I only respond to energy coming, you know, invitations coming. And I'm like, girl, that's great that you're aligned, but you're not going to go very far if you're just waiting to respond. You have to find a way to channel your inner leadership so that you can respond to your higher self and your bigger desires.
1: 100%. Sales is
0: yeah. service. Did I see yeah. that on your on your Instagram? Oh, it's something that I could have said and I firmly believe in, but I love that you talked about like the enormity of it because sometimes I'm like, holy shit, like, what did I build? You know, I'm this tiny. <laughs> human and I'm like, I'm this tiny human, and this thing is like huge. So, you know, I'm sure it's a shared experience, but I'm all
1: for talking openly about it. Yeah, and it can be scary, right? Yeah. And so, one of my anchor thoughts when that comes up for me is, uh, I have important work to do. Yeah, I have important work to do, and when I'm feeling those moments of like, I can't, no one's gonna wanna pay attention to me, nobody cares. Like when I have those moments, I snap myself back to reality and I'm like, look, Jennifer, you have important work to do. There are people out there who are literally dying. Like their health is at risk because they think that they need to run and go get a shot or take some drug to lose weight, they feel that desperate that they don't have any other choice but to pay hundreds and thousands of dollars for a shot. And it's so interesting now that my clients have friends or family members who are taking that route and they're miserable. Yes, they're losing weight, but their stomach always hurts. Or they're really craving something that they can't eat. And I'm just like, send them to me. Send them to me. Like, <laughs> let me help them. Yeah. Let me help them.
0: So good because it's probably the same thing, like with money or with the partner. Like, we think that getting the thing is the thing that's gonna make us happy. But actually, if we don't do the inner work, nothing. We can be like the skinniest, you know, with the hot boyfriend and like a fuck ton of money in a bank account, but
1: we can be miserable. Be miserable. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my my women they come to me because they want to lose weight, but we I help them feel good about themselves just as they are, and we're gonna lose some weight along the way. Yeah, because and I love how in what you're
0: sharing, like everything is connected, right? The the self love, the body, the weight, the business as well, visibility coming out of your shell, because I really sometimes I have a hard time talking about just just business without talking about the inner work or just, I don't know, visibility without talking about like, okay, we need to look at some deeper things. Everything is connected and having this holistic view of oneself is really going to help you.
1: Yeah. my And my clients appreciate when I talk about you know, the obstacles and the objections that I come up with as I'm growing my business. Like literally growing a business is like losing weight. (laughs) Yeah. And tell me a little bit more about that. Like if I look at the food framework, it's the same thing. Feelings, obstacles, objections, decisions. Yeah. I can't make decisions based off of a feeling of like, I don't feel good about myself. That's not going to help grow my business. I've got to work on my emotional capacity. Um, Objections. My brain always offers objections like, oh, nobody's going to like this. This branding is awful. That picture is terrible, right? Like honoring and hearing what my bratty brain is offering, but being okay with it and saying, okay, it's all right. We're going to do this anyway. Yeah. So knowing how to deal with objections, obstacles, uh, working from home, which means I could work 24-7 if I wanted to. <laughs> but it's very easy to do. And something that I personally have been working on is like yeah. having a life um, outside of work. And then, you know, just making the daily decisions about what to do in my business. And sometimes that is intuitively following an intuitive nudge and throwing away like the to-do list that I had today. Or sometimes it's like, no, we got to get these things done. We have a deadline. We've got a launch. We got to get the emails written, like, and just getting that done and making the decision to do that. So good. And ultimately what comes down to, I don't know if I
0: found a word to describe it, but it's really about like self-leadership in all aspects of our life, right? From relationships to diet and eating, to business to spirituality to how we work out right ultimately this path that we're on maybe also because of like collective shifts it's it's asking us and i think this is maybe a bigger revolution for women because historically we've been more subjected to other forces to just choose ourselves and get so in tune with what we need but also what we need to do so that we become the leaders of our lives not mm-hmm. some other authority
1: And I love that self-leadership. I think that's a good term. You should keep that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do talk about that a lot. And so
0: because ultimately you can't lead others if you don't lead yourself.
1: Right. And unfortunately, we find ourselves following behind other people and like trying to recreate what we think their life is or their businesses or their workout routine is and not honoring ourselves. Yeah.
0: And that's probably that you do really well because I'm very intentional with my clients and my community where it's like, yes, you can follow me. You know, I have wisdom for you. I can be a role model for you. But my message is all about you being the leader of your business and your life. Like it's tapping into your authentic voice and tapping into your authentic gifts. And probably you do the same Mm -hmm. in terms of the weight loss, but it has to look their way.
1: Yeah, giving themselves permission to mm-hmm. prioritize themselves. That's yeah. like the big, big thing in my community because most of my clients are caretakers. They have, yeah, you know, very like, like, uh, high demand jobs. They're leading lots of people. They have taken care of elderly parents. I have physicians, nurses. Like the caretakers are in my community, mm. and so learning how to put themselves first really is a difficult lesson for a lot yes. of them yes I feel
0: I feel like for all of us we've been socialized in a very different way to be mm-hmm. monitors and prioritize other people our families our job and we juggle many roles and many things you know partner parent, mom business owner and You know, this is, you just uncover a huge topic that's so important to talk about, like the caretaking of others.
1: And we forget to really nourish ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy when you're focused on everyone else. It's really easy to just not hear what your body's telling you, not hear what you need. That one question I have my clients ask themselves of like, what do you need right now in this moment? Such a powerful question. And I'm like, don't like logically give yourself an answer. Like just sit for a second, ask yourself the question, body, what do you need from me right now? And just wait to see what comes to you. And that's what you need. Mm -hmm. That's what you need. Mm -hmm. Not the donut, not Mm -hmm. the Starbucks, frappuccino, whatever. (laughs) Like (laughs) that's what you need.
0: Yeah, because probably food, and that has definitely been the case with me, or like even money or men, is a way to run away from yourself Mm -hmm. and cover up what really needs to come to the surface and be spoken out loud, which is needs and desires and maybe even sadness and anger, right? All the things that we've not been socialized to express,
1: yeah, all the emotions that we have been taught of like, don't cry, you don't have time to cry. Like get yourself together, girl. Like you, you, you gotta like take care of people and do your job. I am a huge proponent of like, listen, you need to cry, go in the closet and close the door. 10 minutes. I'm good for crying in the closet for 10 minutes and coming back out and say, okay, ready to get back to work. Go in your car go in the stall at the bathroom if you need to, like give yourself that release and then you'll feel so much better, so yeah. much better. And then, you know, fix your makeup, <laughs> go back out into the world yeah. yeah, and do what you need to do.
0: Yeah. And if we are, and this has definitely been a journey for me, but if we are not used to feeling safe, expressing our emotions, then of course we develop extra layers to protect ourselves because we need protection you know our
1: core needs protection mm-hmm. and then that's when we go eat yes right? because that's a nice distraction that feels good and makes us feel safe it's comfortable because we don't want to feel that emotion that we're scared to feel yeah yeah it's really powerful work it's very powerful oh my god i could like just like
0: stay here and talk to you for hours, literal hours. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the programs that you're offering
1: right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can go to jenniferdent.com to see how you can work with me. I work with a handful of private clients um, where we meet every single week for three months. And my clients have an opportunity to message me in between sessions and I also have a group program which opens and closes throughout yeah. the year. It's called Stop Dieting Forever. And you can go to my website and get on the wait list if it's not open at that time, or you can um, sign up if it's open at that time. But I also have a newsletter that I send out every week called Food Freedom. That's so good. And you can go sign up for it. And I just give you some encouragement, some motivation, different ways to think about food, different ways to think about eating, different ways to think about your body. Um, Because the ultimate goal, once you learn how to stop dieting forever, you will experience food freedom. And that is the best. Like the dinner you just described that you were (laughs) with, with your colleagues, like that is food freedom. Just being able to enjoy all the things and not feeling guilty or worried. And so that is my goal for everyone. Yes, you will stop dieting forever, but I want you to experience food freedom.
0: I love that so much because, yes, the first step is to stop dieting, but then there's like the world opens up, right? So you're mm-hmm. even from a marketing perspective, I think it's so good that my marketing brain gets activated because it's like, yes, stop dieting forever is your methodology but then the result the really activating thing is food freedom where you can sit at a table in Tuscany have the most delicious steak and a big ass plate of pasta with wild boar sauce and the most I had like the best dessert in that I had in my entire life and I grew up in Italy so I'm familiar with good desserts but I was like it was this caramel homemade gelato and with peanut butter and wafers it was like heavenly that sounds
1: amazing I have
0: that experience being like oh my god this is the best thing ever and I'm fully savoring it yeah I
1: I also have a podcast um stop dieting forever so I always talk about when I have a really good food experience I always talk about it on the podcast yeah so So I'm like I'm like look y'all like this It's pleasurable eating. This is what you can experience.
0: I think it's such a great idea to really, that you share really the sensorial experience of experiencing food freedom and really enjoying food. Not just like, you know, yes, there's super interesting frameworks that you're using, but also like the, the most storytelling piece, the embodiment piece, because you're living that. And, uh, and by the way, I also saw your Instagram, so I'll put all the links in the show notes, but your Instagram is also amazing. So yes, being on your newsletter, it's going to be so life-changing. And so like, you know, I get giddy when I'm like, yes, give me the experience. Even like, tell me the experience of truly enjoying food.
1: I try to do it all the time because I'm like, there's a better way y'all. Like you can enjoy food that way and not worry about like I can't eat this and yeah, all the stress and the drama that comes with trying to lose weight on a diet, waste of time.
0: And then it's so interesting because when let's say you had a big meal one night and then your body knows. So naturally you'll eat less. Your body wants to eat less for breakfast or just have tea, right? Really digest and really let process that through. So once you trust the natural wisdom of your body you also know
1: yeah and that's a that's a good point that we're not eating like that every single day at every meal and that's what makes it so special because we're not eating that way all the time but when you're intuitive intuitively connected and understanding like what your body needs right now or what it doesn't need and you're giving your body a time to like rest and readjust like that's the balance and it's okay Like it feels good to maybe skip breakfast because you're not hungry. Yeah. It feels good to allow your digestive system to digest that steak and that pasta. Yeah. It just feels, it feels better. So. Yeah. So good. Okay.
0: One last question for you. What does it mean for you to be a woman
1: with a voice? The first word that comes to my mind when you ask me that question is freedom. And it's freedom for so many things, because I felt like before I came, became a coach and I was in corporate and doing all the things, getting all the degrees, doing all the things that I was supposed to do, I never felt free. I never felt, and I always felt like I was doing something to like manipulate someone else's opinion of me. And now as a coach, as an entrepreneur, as someone who, a CEO who runs a business, runs a company, I feel free to be able to do and create in the world what I want to create. And that's something that I just, didn't experience and never never knew to experience before my clients always are tickled when I because I change my hair a lot Mm. they're always tickled when I come on zoom they're like oh my god you changed your hair again and I'm like you know when I left corporate because when I was in corporate America my hair was like very like straight uh I had one length I didn't color it like it was very particular and I didn't do much to it But I remember when I became a full-time coach and I was like, I'm going to get my hair colored. I'm going to like start playing around with different styles and really just indulge that part of myself, that feminine part of myself. And so I change my hair all the time. That is freedom. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about what other people are going to think about my hair, whether it's braided today or whether it's like straight tomorrow. I don't have, I don't care. That is freedom. Oh my God. So good. And did
0: you realize, of course, this could be a whole other podcast episode. Maybe we'll have to do part two. But did you realize when you were incorporated that you were not free?
1: I don't think at that time I knew. Because mm-hmm. I felt like if I just got the promotion, if right. I just got the car, if I just did the thing, I would feel better. And it was never about the degree, degrees or the car or the house. It was never about those, those things that, Um, made me feel better it was me like I wasn't feeling good about myself yeah so at that time I didn't feel free I definitely didn't feel free and I had these moments of like where I felt very enslaved (laughs) when I was in corporate America just like being subjected to performance reviews and like just oh I said oh it's drive me crazy like your opinion of me on paper is like tied to my money like no no it's not right not right at all so definitely didn't feel free in those moments but just like my clients don't know what food freedom feels like I didn't know what this type of freedom being able to speak my authentic voice felt like until I got here yeah so good and you
0: have to go through the process it's not just something that you snap into you have to undo the old programming and then go through the experience of taking out space when it feels triggering, when it feels hard, when you're like, who the fuck am I to do this? And then you become the woman who's free, the woman with a voice.
1: And the woman with the, the louder voice to help all these people who yeah, need Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The woman who's like really is a catalyst for change in the world. All yeah. these things go together.
1: Yeah. Your work is so needed, Dr. Claudia. <laughs> oh, thank Better.
0: you. I'm so, so thank you so much. It's fully received, and yeah, I love also what my brand is becoming because yes, it's about the articulation of your voice, but it's also about like really embodying the message that you came here to steward. Beyond you know some logical putting together words, it's not really that's the outer manifestation, but only that can only come after you've
1: fully become the person who can lead. Yeah. And having that vision and just being able to step into it, I truly believe the work that I do is being of service. Yeah. It's not about me. And that's yeah. why I always say I have important work to do when I get into my little funk. No, I have yeah. important work to do because it's not about me and like what I can achieve. It's about all these people who need my help.
0: Yeah. Yeah so good and so good that you're really tuned into that which is a bigger spiritual mission right it's really not about us as individuals even though it feels good to be to have followers and clients you know and have our work be respected but it's not about that we are just channels for something bigger that wants to come through us
1: yeah and if i can just say one more thing yeah of course like i know we could just keep talking and talking (laughs) and talking um Knowing that my, I'm serving a bigger purpose in the universe creates a sense of safety for me as well, yeah. because I always know that I'm divinely protected and guided. So when I'm like, oh, I, I want to do this thing, but I feel fearful or like, are they going to have those objections that come up? I remember like, oh, this was a d- divinely guided, like a divine uh, download. Yeah. So good. um,
0: So good. And the spiritual piece is so, so key. Jennifer, it was such a pleasure to have you yes. on. Yes, we definitely need to have part two because there's so many layers and so many shared experiences and so many things I want to ask you. But for now, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. I'm going to put all the links in the show notes. So definitely go and go on Instagram and follow Jennifer on her podcast as well and sign up for her newsletter. If you, and just reach out if you're curious about what it truly means, not just to stop dieting, but to, start eating and enjoy
1: food freedom so thank you so so much thank you for the invitation and the introduction to your audience i appreciate you
0: thank you so much for listening to this episode of the sacred ceo podcast if you like what you heard please leave us a review on itunes and please share it with all the women in your circle who can benefit from it We're building a movement of powerhouse, heart-led, visionary sisters who are choosing to be bold with their voice and build six- and seven-figure transformational businesses based on their authentic voice that create wealth and a legacy for generations to come. And don't forget to subscribe to get access to next week's episode. I'll see you there.